0: You are listening to Unbreakable Success, episode 52, and if you haven't gotten your free copy yet, make sure you grab your free copy of my book, Million Dollar Influence, How to Create Life-Changing Connection, Trust, and Impact in Your Business and Life. Uh, It's all yours. It's free at AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash M-D-I. Welcome to Unbreakable Success, where each episode gives you the experts and perspectives to evolve your success in mind, body, and and welcome. My name is Aaron Keith Hawkins and I have over 20 years of leadership experience as a public servant and as an entrepreneur. And now my mission is your success. Welcome back to another episode of Unbreakable Success. Look, you know how much we love our guests on this show. Uh, But today I have to tell you is especially personally important to me. Uh, If you didn't know, my graduate degree is in leadership. So to have today's guest Dove Barron on the show is—I I gotta admit—it's a personally special treat for me. Uh, Dove has been listed in on multiple places as one of the top 100 leadership speakers in the world. He's been seen on places like CNN, CBS Small Business Pulse, Yahoo Finance, The Boston Globe, USA Today—so many different places. Dove has been one of the leading experts. Uh, in leadership for for decades now. So I'm really honored that he's taken some time out of his day to spend some time with us today on a show. We're going to get into a lot of things, uh, including how to build your own personal platform uh, for your business. We're going to talk about book writing. Uh, we're going to talk about finding purpose. We're going to hit on a lot of topics, and probably most important of all is Dove's amazing story uh, of his journey to where he is today. So we're going to get right into it. And join Dove right now. Thanks for being here. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Unbreakable Success. Dove Barron, thank you so much for for sharing so much of your uh, time with us today, sharing some nuggets of wisdom and for being here with us. Thank you. And how are things for you lately? It's been a little bit since we talked.
1: It has. And first of all, I want to thank you for having me on. It's an honor and a pleasure to come here to serve you and your audience. Um, I've been, (laughs) as usual, Crazy busy doing all kinds of wonderful things. And and people say to me, you know, you're so busy. Do you have time for anybody or anything new? And the answer is always yes. Yeah. You know, if you want something done, ask a busy person. But I just, you know, I'm doing what I love. So I'm busy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for for those that don't know, obviously, you've been in, you are one of the best when it comes to speaking. Uh, Certainly, certainly, I think of you, you probably don't notice right now, but I think of you like as one of those distance mentors that I look to and say, you know, that's, some of the stuff you're doing is is some of the things that i aspire to so i, I appreciate you being here and, and if strange. i could be if i could be selfish i'm i i, I love having you here because i know i'm going to learn something from you as i always do with my guests but certainly to have the opportunity to learn from you is, and, and share it with my audience as well is, is extra special uh, for people that don't know you you're like you've enlisted in multiple places one of the top 100 lead, uh, motivational speakers and leadership speakers in the world you've been traveling globally for decades speaking to so many different audiences, you probably stopped counting many, many years ago, I've uh, yeah. written many books uh, and all of that, but if, if we could, we'll, we'll get to some nice nuggets where people can use into, in, in their business and life, obviously, but I, I'd like to give people some context about you, like where did this Dove Baron uh, thought leadership platform, where did that start for you? If you could take us back in a day for a minute. Um,
1: well, I've been speaking for thirty-four years, yeah. so it started way before there was such a thing as a platform. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to BEA Book Expo America in uh, two thousand, okay. and uh, so and I was there looking at finding out whether I needed a book deal or whether I should get a book deal. And I was talking to some people there, and one of the things they asked me is, "What's your platform?" And I said, "I haven't won platform since the <laughs> 70s. <laughs> I had no idea what they were talking about. So now I have a massive platform. You, you don't know, not have people I, right now going, what is he talking about? Exactly. Platform shoes, Platform folks, shoes, people, look it up. Google people. it. Exactly. If, if you're under 40, Google it. <laughs> yes. um, so, you know, I um, I didn't know what that was. And, yeah. and I realized from there that I needed to go in and build a platform.
0: Yeah.
1: And that meant, in many ways, I mean, I remember the first time I was asked, do you have an article? I'm like, what do you mean? I don't write for a newspaper. They go, "No, you need to write articles." I'm like, "I don't even know." I mean, I've got well over 500 on my own website now, sure. but it's, you know, I so it, you know, I think that the thing with platform building, you know, it's interesting cuz you're asking about this and I want people to grasp this cuz I know you're building your own platform as you're listening or watching right now. And what I want you to think about is that, you know, people are going to come out with you with, "What is your platform?" and you need a platform. And you need, you know, all you know what you need? You need one article. Yeah. You need one article. You need one short video. And when you've done that article, you've done that one video, then you go do another article and you do another video. And you yeah. just, you know, instead of trying to, it becomes, it's easy for you to get shell-shocked, go yeah. into overwhelm and go, oh my God, I'm never going to do it. But remember, I, you know, who have more than 500 videos on YouTube, more than 500 episodes on my radio show, more than 500 articles on my podcast, uh, on on my uh, uh, on my blog plus thousands everywhere else. Sure. You know what? Started with one. Yeah. And you yeah. got to remember that you start with one. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk, who we've all who we all know, started with one. Sure enough, starts with one. You don't start a thousand. So yeah. be patient with yourself. And the thing about being patient with yourself is, then you get better.
0: Yeah.
1: Instead of thinking about, well oh, I need to get to my first hundred. No, you need to do one that's good. Yeah. And then do another that's good, yeah. and do a third one that's a bit better than the last two. Yeah, and that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, beautiful sage advice because I've certainly been there, uh, certainly been there with people that I've I've spoke to and and clients who get the you know what is my what do I need to build and they think of building this huge thing, obviously the platform, but you just have to do something, get started with something. So how, how did that look for you when you were having this? You were talking about having this conversation, somebody kind of challenging you about this platform or, 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 or yeah. as they described it back then how did that evolution kind of play out for you uh, as time progressed and how did you know, what felt right for you as you were doing it
1: part of the thing for me was i realized i'd been speaking for years and didn't really have any product hmm. and didn't really have any uh consumable content as yeah. in articles and videos and audios so what i did was um I originally started with um, just – I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what to do. We tried doing video. It was back in the day. It was it was yeah. too hard. It was too expensive and too sure. slow. It just wouldn't work. But what we could do then was what was called teleseminars, which yeah. are, you know, teleconferences, and then I would have four or 500 people at a time on those. Yeah. But what I just started out with those was just recording somebody asking me some questions. And I just said okay. – Ask me five questions about this subject. Yeah, you can ask me anything you want. I don't care, but just ask me five about the subject, and I would just you know I would spin on that because I knew I knew I knew my material enough sure. that I could do that. And we we took those recordings and we put them up as little audio samples on my website, and that was hard to even load back in those days. Yeah, yeah. But a little bit of audio sample where somebody could listen to me answer a question about this for. A Minute maybe three at the very most and yeah. that was kind of the beginning and then somebody said to me um, do you, Again, you know, do you, why haven't you got any articles yet? And honestly, I was so resistant for writing for so many years Yeah uh, uh, Because of a childhood trauma at school and all that kind yeah. of crap and then he and somebody said well Have you tried transcribing those articles uh, those and those uh, little interviews? I was like no, so somebody did that, and I had, I looked over them and tweaked them a bit, and then somebody did the grammatical side, and then we started just giving that away. Yeah. So that was where it started for me. But if I was starting today, where would I start today? Oh, that's easy. I would start. I would make myself a discipline. I'd give myself a challenge, and that is 30 days, 30 videos. Mm. Right? And people go, oh, I couldn't do 30 videos. Yeah, you could because if I sat down to you and said – I want you to come up with 30 questions to which you know the answer to in your subject, could you do that? You go, sure. well, I don't know. Maybe I can come up with five. And you go, okay, go do five. When you come up with five, I know you'll get 10. When you do 10, I can know you do 20. When you do 20, I know you can do 30. It's not yep. a problem. Yep. So just stop. Yep. And you record and just record them. Either do them, challenge yourself to do one every day, or if you're in the mood, you might do three that day. Yeah. Right? So and you can say, well, okay, I can give myself a break for a couple of days or not. I can just keep going. It's fine. But I would start with those simple little videos because they give somebody a chance to connect with you. Yeah. They see you. It's not difficult. You just have to decide what it is you want to talk about. And by the way, one of the things you can talk about, and I want to help everybody with this, if you want to talk about something and you go, I don't know if I know enough, then don't talk about it from knowing it. Talk about it from not knowing about it. This is one of the things where thought leaders fall behind. you know, I'm going to come at it and I'm going to be the expert. I go, okay, that's great. But you know what? I promise you there's lots of experts out there. Yeah. yeah. But if you come at it on the other side, very few people do. You come at it on the side of I'm the advocate, not the expert. This Mm -hmm. is another another position. So the expert is I've been doing what I do for 34 years. I'm an expert. I've got books. I've done – okay. But you've been doing this for 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, people are going to look at you and go, you don't know anything. But if you come at it as an advocate – that's entirely different. So yeah. it come at it was, oh, hi, I'm Bob. I am entering into the entrepreneurial world. And I know that this thing is a landmine. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's a It's filled with landmines. I don't know where to step. So I'm going to give a video each day and I'm going to ask a question to entrepreneurs who've been in business for more than five years. And you get to watch that. You get to see if you agree with my question, if you think I should tweak my question, and we're going to ask entrepreneurs to answer. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Now you're the advocate. Yeah. Yeah. Every one of us knows who Napoleon Hill is. Sure. Right? Yeah. We all read Think and Grow Rich. But do you know that Napoleon Hill was not an expert? Napoleon Hill was a reporter. Yeah. That Andrew Carnegie sent out in to meet the most successful people and said, Find out the common threads. So he just was an advocate for people who wanted to be better. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all kinds of ways to, to build that platform today without thinking about oh my god I got to get a book out or I've sure. got to do 300 videos. You know none of that. It's, you don't need that. It's so easy now.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant because uh, you know one of the best pieces of advice I got and I'm still it's still one of those things I work on to 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 follow. The advice was you know just start teaching everything you learn. Like number one, learn. Be a lifetime student. But as you learn things, teach them, and, and and like you said, from there's going to be some things where you know, Doug Barron, if somebody's going to ask you to speak on leadership, boom, multiple decades of experience, been all over the planet doing it, but. If, as you said, if somebody's not in that position to, to have all that experience, they just learn something and teach it or or display it, as you said, as you're learning it and as you're learning it from the experts and and boom, there's a platform from that standpoint. I love the I love the advice. I got to hit on something. Well, ex- you,
1: go ahead. Well, go ahead then. Okay. No, I was, I was going to say something about what I was just saying just to help people get clear. Sure. Because it's something you just said. I think we best learn by what we teach. Sure. Yeah. But... I want to pro- I want to warn you if you're starting out one of the biggest mistakes that I see people starting out trying to make so you just learned a and now you're going to teach a to your audience great if you try to teach a as an expert mm, you will yes. look like an idiot yes don't teach it and as an expert yeah give full credit to where you learned it yeah so I was just on Dove Barron's platform. I read this article by Bunny laid out these things. I want to share that with you because here's the three things he laid out. Put it on me. Yeah. That way, A, if it's shit, you don't get hard time for it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. B, it shows the audience that you have rapport with them you have compassion for them you have empathy yeah. for them and that you are not greedy that you're willing to share but not only that that you've moved your ego to the side because you've leveraged the authority yeah now here's the thing when you leverage the authority of somebody else it elevates you sure and it's the mis- it's the mistake everybody makes they go oh well, I don't want to look foolish so I'm not going to mention that I learned it from Dove, mm. or I learned it from Aaron. Or I'm not going to mention that because yeah. I want to look good. It will actually make you look small. Yeah. So flip the other way. So I just want to give you that because it was what you said was was important and powerful. But that's the little Yeah piece on the end.
0: Sure, beautiful. I, lo- I, lo- I love the nuance. I love the nuance. It, it brings me full full circle because you mentioned something very quickly earlier about uh, at the time years ago, obviously you didn't feel yourself as a writer and now you're you you are an author of what 13 books now i think it is if so i'm not mistaken I, yeah. somewhere so that. somewhere around yeah. a dozen or so mark so you you have obviously gotten over that how did that how did that process change for you because that's obviously one of those big things that especially newer entrepreneurs are thinking of, you know should i write the book shouldn't i and how can i and all that kind of stuff things that as you know for sure once you get it done you know gradually becomes less scary but how did that evolve for you as someone who wasn't really in the writing to now being a multi, uh, multi-time multi author?
1: Right. So for me, um, as you know, I had a mountain climbing fall in 1990. Yeah. And um, about two years later, a friend of mine came to visit me from Australia. And he said, uh, he says, where's your book? <laughs> What book? <laughs> and he goes, your book. And I go, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't got a book. He goes, that's the point. <laughs> and I said, uh, well, you know, I, I can't write a book. And he goes, why not? I go, because I'm terrible at spelling, and I'm even worse at grammar. <laughs> and he and he said to me, you know something? He says, I've seen you speak, over, like he'd seen me speak all over Australia and here. Sure. And, he, and he says, he said, uh, you're a fabulous speaker. And I said, oh well, thank you very much. He goes. And when it comes to writing, there are these people, he goes, they live in this special place. And I go, what the hell are these talking about? He goes, no, they're not trolls who live under a bridge. They're called <laughs> editors, you idiot. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I never thought about that. It, yeah. Honestly, it yeah. never crossed my mind that there could be an edit. because, And it was my ego. Totally That's was right. my ego. If I send a piece of shit to an editor, they're going to go, the guy's a dumbass, and I couldn't live with that. <laughs> so my ego was way too big for that. Yeah. As opposed to saying, here's a guy who is not, who was, not, who was severely dyslexic as a kid, yeah. right, who's got some great ideas but doesn't know how to put it together. Let me become a – and so I went looking for a developmental editor. And I found two. And what they did was um, awful. Oh jeez. It was awful. So they were phenomenal at changing my grammar and my my spelling which was but my voice went away. Okay. And my friend said to me this is terrible because it doesn't sound like you. Yeah. And he said if you were to say it again how would you say it? And blah, blah, blah. he goes that's what you need to say. You just need says mm-hmm. you keep trying to write like a writer. Yeah. Write like a speaker.
0: Yeah.
1: Because yeah. people love hearing you speak. It goes, then get the editor to correct the grammar and spelling on that. Sure. And it was like, boom. Oh, my God. That became so easy. Because somebody said to me, because I sit with an well, what does this mean? Sure. And I say, what do you mean what does it mean? It means what it says. And she goes, okay, you read it out loud. So I read it out loud and go, oh, "Okay, uh, yeah, here's what it means." Because <laughs> <laughs> I left a chunk out. Yeah. Because I referenced it, it earlier in my presentation. Yeah. So it made sense in the presentation, but it didn't spe- in writing. So stop writing like a or writing like you think writers write. Write like a speaker with your own voice, and sure. then get an editor to help you. That's how I started. That was the trend. That was that was what made it so easy.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I stopped trying to be a writer. Yeah. Now you should know there are writers out there who speak and they should have remained writers. <laughs> because it's like watching paint dry. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right? I've seen that for sure. <laughs> right?
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Wow, you are a fabulous cure for insomnia. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Great information, but yeah. terribly presented. Sure. But as a speaker, it's not it's it's a much easier transition because you have the dynamics and the energy and the only way you can balls it up is if you give that away. Yeah. So you try th- are trying to do it correctly. Yeah. So give up getting correct, put it in your own voice, then hand it to an editor and make sure the editor doesn't lose your voice and you'll be rocking.
0: Yeah, it's and it's so brilliant. It makes so much, and it makes so much sense really if we all think about it because people love conversations, people love back and forth like this, people love stories and and that's how most of us talk anyway, it's certainly how someone like you or anyone who has who has It was a coach or something like that, where they engage in that kind of dialogue with people. It's it's natural. It feels natural. It sounds natural, and it keeps you engaged. So to translate that into just into a book, it makes that book engaging. And next thing you know, you're flipping pages. You're flipping pages because you want to hear the rest of the story or you want to continue the conversation, as opposed to you're kind of sick of being preached to or being you know given all this. Data. Well, this
1: is the thing you can't do that anymore yeah you know there was a time you know i'm old enough to remember there's a time when the expert lectured at you and you took sure. notes yeah and if you do that today even to people who are over 38 because that's the upper end of millennials Yeah, most of us we were over that we're all bored with it too we yeah. don't want it either
0: yeah
1: and i'm seeing i know because i've been in the business a long time i'm seeing speakers who uh around my age who are dying i mean these are guys who would the top of the world yeah. who like nobody shows up for because yeah. it's like watching paint dry. Sure. Cause somebody's talking at them. People don't want that.
0: Sure.
1: And my, if you look on my website where it says speaking, yeah. it doesn't say keynote speeches. It says keynote conversations. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, Cause I,
1: I'm having a conversation with my audience.
0: Yeah, I love, I know you had a campaign a couple years ago. Was it kill the keynote? Yeah,
1: Kill the keynote. Right. Yeah.
0: I love it. <laughs> five, five million people on that. Yeah.
1: Kill the keynote. Cause like, yeah. I, I, I know I'm bored. Sure. Sure. So, I yeah. got to guess the audience is
0: it, it and it's it's the reality of, of the situation these days is and I'd love to get your perspective on this is nobody's people are not impressed by information anymore because you can get information anywhere. People are drawn in by by context, by something that feels relevant to them and quite frankly people want to have some form of entertainment. Everybody's fighting for attention, you know, professionally or personally, people You know, if if you're new and you hop on social media thinking I'm going to suddenly become famous because I'm on Facebook now, that's I mean it's laughable, because everybody's on there. So to just say I'm going to just put out information and assume people are going to be interested, I I think is a bit of a mistake. Would you agree? I I
1: think yeah, I think it's I think it's more than a mistake. I think it's it's um, it's a trap. Yeah. Right. So because. Um, if you're competing because you have the best information you will die very poor yeah. Right, yeah. and so you know there, there was a time when that was true. Sure. We used to say content is king Sure. Right content is not king. It might be present. It might be pre it might be Might be prince might be princess, but it sure. ain't you it, know It's not king anymore because emperor is entertainment. Sure. Yeah. Right, so the information has to be relevant. It has mm-hmm. to be engaging. It has to be entertaining. And if it's yeah. not all of that, um, then you are not going to keep your audience. Yeah. And and by the way, that matters more than facts. If you don't believe me, uh, there's a guy screaming fake news every day.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, and, and he's not necessarily delivering facts. But you know, sure, about half the country think he's full of full. You know, he's he's the finest guy in the world. So. Sure. You have to understand that, and this, I want everybody to grasp this, particularly if you're starting out, I want to help you with this. What you need to know about human beings is we are tribal. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure.
1: We want to be belong. We want to be part of a tribe. And, be, and if we don't feel like a tribe, there is a pull for us to find a tribe to belong to. Yeah. Your job as a leader, as a thought leader, is to create a tribe. You can't create a tribe by jumping on somebody else's tribe. That's number one. <laughs> yeah. You can't tr- you can't start a tribe by being wishy washy. Yeah. That's number two. As my good friend Larry Wingert said, I'm sure you know Larry. Larry Wingert is yeah. one of the great leadership speakers, sure. the, the pit bull of personal development. Yeah. And him and I were sitting in his place, having a tequila. We we're sitting around, and he says, "Yeah, he says um, he says if I don't get at least um, two death threats a week, I'm not doing my job." <laughs> I love it. But it's that it. willingness yeah. to say something that matters to you. Not to be provocative. Sure. Because I don't give a shit about that. But to say something that, you know, I'm, I'm my when I work with leaders, as you know, I, I also train people to be speakers. Yeah. You know, uh, Authentic Speaker Academy for Leadership. And one of the things I, I ask them, I say, what hill are you willing to die on? And yeah. most people don't know. If you don't yeah. know what hill you're willing to die on, nobody's going to follow you. Yeah. Because it's like, well, you know, yeah, you you kind of, I mean, I watched this with, the, we had a local election where I live uh, on the weekend, mm-hmm. and I saw the debate between the four leaders for the mayoral position, mm-hmm. and one of the guys was very smart, but he flip-flopped on a couple of issues mm-hmm. in the last two months, and yeah. they, the other three candidates just cut him to pieces. Sure, sure. The guy who won was kind of is kind of an ass. And I watched him with my wife, and I said, it's "Kind of assy, right?" And she goes, "Yeah." <laughs> now I agreed with some of his policies, but he was sure. kind of assy with the other guys. And I went, ah, "It's interesting." And I said to my missus, "I think he's going to win." And she said, "Why?" "So because that's the era we live in." Yeah. It's not about liking asses, but it's about liking people who are not willing to flip flop. Yeah. Because then I know yes or no. Sure. You want to create a gathering? You want to create a following? You want to create a tribe? Find a hill you're willing to die on and then bury yourself in it. And what I mean by that is study everything about it, consume it, eat it, sleep it, breathe it, become that pain in the ass who won't talk about anything else yeah. so that it embodies and embroils you into every cell of your being. And then when somebody talks about it, you can go anywhere they want. Yeah. And they may not agree with
0: you, but they will never think that you are under-knowledgeable. Sure. Sure. A, a, a beautiful point. I love, it. I love it. And it. And it's, it's so true. And I, and I find myself uh, noticing it myself when I listen to other people or listen to podcasts or, or read something. And even if I'm reading or listening to someone who I just flat out don't agree with, I keep listening. Cause I just, I, I'm, I, cause my, I'm drawn in. I'm kind of curious. I want to know how this exactly. person is thinking. I wanted to think I'm thinking, what am I missing that I'm not thinking like this guy or this girl, but uh, and it doesn't mean that you're going to change your own opinion, but that it, it just draws people in that, that confidence that uh, being willing to stick to a, a subject or stick to a uh, perspective and own it and to say, this is me. Absolutely.
1: But you said something that I think everybody's got to learn from. And, and, and so I, I know the hill I'm willing to die on. Sure. But I have if you're going to be a leader, a thought leader or a leader in any form, There is one personality trait you must train and discipline, and that is curiosity. Oh, yeah. You know, you just said it, right? Yeah. You've got to become deeply curious. So when Steve Bannon got thrown out of the White House, the first thing, as soon as I heard that news, I reached out to try and get him on my show. Really? (laughs) Immediately. I didn't get him, but I wanted him on my show. And people said, well, why the hell would you want him? I don't think you agree with Steve Bannon. I go, what the hell is that going to do with it? Yeah. Sure. I'm incredibly curious. The guy is obviously very smart.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm very curious about where he's actually coming from. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about what his big picture is. I'm still fascinated. If I could get him on the show today, I would. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's a fascinating human being. And people say, well, would you have interviewed Hitler? Absolutely. I, I would. Because I'm curious. About human beings because that is my hill to die on is I'm fascinated with what drives human beings yes because I'm a master at discovering what drives them so they can see it and can use it to empower themselves as entrepreneurs as speakers as leaders or or CEOs or athletes doesn't matter that's my that is my hill to die on yeah now if you go well that's not my fascination then you shouldn't interview Steve Bannon or Adolf (laughs) Hill but if your thing is sales I'm just using that as an example, sure. then you should go after people who sell in a way you hate, yeah. who sell in a way you love, like you've got to take in all of it, become deeply curious about it. Yeah. I'm a speaker, I've been so for 34 years, I have purposely gone to seen, see people speak who I don't like, I've yeah. purposely gone, I was invited to go see somebody, I was like, oh, I can't stand this guy, yeah. what an arrogant asshole, got to go see him because he, he has something because he's been on the stage for 15 years and he's doing very well. I yeah. want to know what that is. Yeah. I, like, so be curious about your your industry, your subject. Yeah. Become fiercely curious about it so it's consuming.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's brilliant. And I love that you said it. And that to everyone listening, I, 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 I hope you're paying attention to what Dove's saying and, and I hope you're connecting the dots that there's a reason why he's been so successful for so long because willing to, been willing to, number one, to be curious, and number two, to study and understand human behavior, because if anybody's gonna be successful in business today, you kind of, you've got to understand what your audience, what your clients, the industry that you're serving, you have to understand what they want and how you can get it to them and how you can communicate it to them, how they wanna hear it, what's gonna turn them on and what's gonna turn them off. If you're not studying human behavior, and pardon my soapbox here, but if you're not doing your diligence to learn about what makes people tick, and you think you're going to be successful in business you're fighting a losing battle because there, you have to understand some basic tenets of what drives people in that human psychology element and and dove you're you know you're giving us a perfect example of of why someone can be in business and thriving and growing for so long like you have because you've been willing to put in that work and uh in the trenches to, to learn it and live it so i, I appreciate thank you my,
1: I, I... Thank you. I sincerely appreciate that. And when you talk about, you know, human behavior, you know, mine is it's all-consuming. It's what I do. Sure. But I, what I would say to you as the, uh, as a uh, as a thought leader, as an entrepreneur, whatever it might be, is it's that's a big subject and can yeah. be overwhelming. So find out the psychology of your people. Yes. Right. So yeah. if your people um, are um, entrepreneurs who make. Uh, Ten grand to twenty grand on the side hustle. Mm. Then find out the psychology of those people. Yeah. Find out what drives them. Yeah. If your people are people who are scaling to their first billion, then find out the psychology of those people. Yeah. Yes. Like so, whatever it is. Like so, I know the psychology of humans. But sure. if I decided, you know what, I'm going to go after people who really believe in auras. I want to know what their psychology is. I yeah. want to know what drives them, because people who believe in auras don't do certain things, and they sure. only do certain things. And when you know that, you can tap into that market beautifully because you actually understand them.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a so, brilliant, yeah. brilliant nuance. Uh, I, I love thank it. You. And thank you. Thank you for piggybacking on that, because that is that is such a, a brilliant point to to not only just understand human behavior, but yes, narrow it down to what your your focus is, what your niche is, what your what your business is. And and, and uh, tighten it up in that aspect. I know we're, uh, Dove, I love this. We're 30 minutes in. And, and to be honest, I truly wanted, my intention was, you know, that's why I love doing a show because, you know, I kind of just, I've, I, I come up with a little loose plan in my head of how I think an, an uh, interview or conversation is going to go. And then I just, you know, throw it <laughs> that's through the, a wind. lot of the window. Yeah, throw it out of the window. <laughs> Let's just talk. Uh, but I really wanted to get into, uh, you touched on it a little bit earlier, the, the story you had you had a pretty traumatic uh, incident something we have in common not the same same thing but we both had an event a physically uh, a jarring yep. event uh, it's probably an understatement in your case for sure um, but I, but I, I'd love to have you to have the opportunity if you don't mind it to, to share your story what what happened to you and, and, and how that is as condensed as you can how that sort of shifted your perspective uh, in, in, in life'll I'll let you explain the, the story how that went down.
1: Thank you for asking. I sincerely appreciate it. Um, in 1990, um, I'd already been speaking for six years. Um, I was probably the most successful I'd been up until that point. Uh, I was on TV, radio, newspapers, traveling all over, speaking all over. It was all going pretty great. And I was yeah. pretty fried and exhausted. I came back to Vancouver, uh, which was my new home for the last couple of years by then. And... Um, my manager had scheduled me four days off and I was scheduled like months in advance. So had yeah. been grabbed. I went up to a place called Whistler, uh, which some of you may know, which is where the winter Olympics were held in 2010. Yeah. And we went up there, a buddy of mine and I, but it was June. It was beautiful. The sunshine and, um, you know, sort of hung out and had a really relaxing time. And then I decided that we'd go for a hike to a place called Brandywine Falls, which is mm-hmm. this, magnificent waterfall. Water comes off the glacier and runs down and then falls 200 feet off a cliff into the bottom. And it's magnificent to look at from the top, but I wanted to see what it was like from the bottom (laughs) because my mainline drug of the day um, for many years before was adrenaline. I was a full-blown adrenaline junkie. So we hike down, and I challenged my buddy that we should try and get behind the waterfall. So you got a seventy mile an hour spray coming at you, Ugh, it's ex- and and you know, and we're walking across moss covered rocks. So it's incredibly difficult, but we got behind that. Yeah, and the, and the gap is like you know, it's like four feet. Put your arm out, it would take your arm off because it's tons and tons of water. And we stood behind that, I came out on the other side. And I honestly, I felt like Superman. I felt indestructible. Yeah. and so I said to my buddy, "Let's not hike back up." And he's like, "Well, what else are we gonna do?" And I go, let's climb the face. And he's like, what are you talking about? Now, if you know anything about mountain climbing, you know that you have ropes and you have safety lines and hooks and all kinds of things. And if you free climb, you don't have those, but you have dry clothing. You have the right footwear and you have chalk. We had none of those. So, you know, so this was free climbing for the moderately insane. No, actually, (laughs) fully insane. (laughs) But as I said, I was adrenaline junkie. And at about, you know, without the details that are about 120 feet, which is about 12 stories up, Yeah, I reached for a rock that dislodged a bigger rock that, bam, hit me in the face and sent me hurtling down at maximum velocity where I landed on my face on boulders. Not on gravel, not on grass, but on boulders. And it completely destroyed my face. Um I can tell you the gory details, there's no need.
0: Sure.
1: Um, what I will tell you is that I have had somewhere between 10 and 12 reconstructive surgeries. Uh, the pain and recovery was insane. Uh, I've been a bodybuilder since I was 19 years old. Um, and the day I fell, uh, three weeks later, I was 50 pounds lighter. My just completely emaciated jaw wired to hold it in place and closed and drinking through a straw and one eye up here and one eye down there and all kinds of weird stuff. Um, But when people would ask me how you're doing, Um, I would lie. See, I was born in a ghetto. I was born in a tough environment where you, you know, you learn to put it on no matter what you're. And I'd been in leadership. I'd owned companies in three continents. So, I'd been in leadership. i you know, I'd been a boxer, was a martial artist. So you know I knew how to be tough. And uh, so when people would say to me, "How you doing?" I'd say, "I'm great, meaning, yeah. I'm great. My teeth were wired closed. Yeah, uh, and I didn't want anybody to know that I was actually in a very dark depression. And then, about nine months in when I hadn't I don't even think I'd smiled in nine months, and I really started to believe that maybe I was never going to be happy again and my my boys my mates said you know let's go for a night out and i went for a night out my wires were off and i went for a night out with the lads and i had a great night and i laughed and i, and I was like oh yeah I, you know maybe i can maybe i am coming back because i used to keep saying when people asked me i'd say i'm great i'm coming back i'm great i'm coming back and i thought maybe i am and i walked in the door And as i opened the door in this dark the light shone in to the kitchen and i could see across the floor garbage festoon there was Empty cans, coffee grinds, kitty litter—all it was a big mess and it smelled bad. And I knew exactly who the culprit was. And I went from feeling elated to enraged. Yeah. And I went looking for the culprit. And when I got into the living room, there was the culprit curled up on my couch, looking so comfortable. And I lifted my hand in rage, and I will tell you, with, in all seriousness, I was about to strike. And I stopped. Yeah. something in me stopped because that's not who I am and I picked up the cat and I realized the cat was cold and it was dead oh gosh and I fell to my knees <clears throat> and I began to weep I didn't cry I, and you know when you have that <gasps> yeah. I'm sobbing and I was suddenly realized why am I sobbing For a cat that I didn't even like. And I didn't like the cat. The cat was given to me as a gift uh, by a manipulative girlfriend. So I didn't know what was going on. And then suddenly I realized I was crying for the loss of the life that I had. That that dove was dead. There was no coming back. And I was on the floor in the fetal position. And I knew before me there was three paths. To try and come back, which I'd failed miserably at. And that was never going to happen. The second path was the most seductive path, which was to stay here in this place of feeling like a victim and that it was justified that I was, you know, uh, you know, shit happened and it was not my fault. And and there was a third path, and it was to move forward with purpose. And that was all I knew. And I didn't know what that meant, but it was terrifying. Terrifying because I couldn't use any excuses and I couldn't talk about going back. I'd have to move forward. And I began to examine what my purpose was. Now, prior to that, um, I I was doing a lot of work on myself and continued to do had done for many, many years and felt like I was never going to come into the, the speaking world again. And it was, I did the work to find my purpose. And, and the, the, the problem with finding your purpose is um, you don't know. I mean, you do everything you can to be aligned with your purpose, but you don't actually know if you're doing it because right. it, sure. it's not like a box gets checked. You know, you know, did I save a hundred dollars? Check, yes. No, it's different than that. Yeah. And then uh, about two years later, I was teaching a multi-day training, and at the end of the training, people were very generous as they usually are, and they stood at the end and thanked me one by one, lined up. Um, but I have had a plexiglass shield that many of us know as speakers, meaning that nothing actually gets in. And I don't want, I actually want to let people in because they're being generous with me. And so how do I lower the shield? I become cognitive. And so I say to them, so they would say, thank you. And I'd say, can I ask you specifically for what? Mm -hmm. Which makes me stop and makes them stop and makes it. So this lady was wonderful. She was probably at the the latest early forties, nice looking lady. And I said, uh, she said, thank you. And I said, can I ask you specifically for what? And she was wonderful. She took a pause. And she said, for my grandchildren. And I said, you don't look old enough to have grandchildren. And she said, I'm not. And I said, I don't understand. She goes, see that lady over there? I said, yeah. I said, the pregnant girl? She goes, yeah. She says, that's my daughter. She goes, and in the three days we've been here and we've learned about our own purpose and what matters to us, she goes, you've changed our relationship. You've changed my relationship with my son-in-law who's with her and her and it will change my relationship with my grandchild when my grandchild arrives in the, in the world. And at that point, my eyes started yeah. to leak. And I realized that when you're on purpose, you are doing something that is a rippled legacy. I'm here to impact people's lives who may never know my name and whose name I may never know. Yeah. That grandchild will probably never know my name. And maybe it will be changed. And that grandchild's child will certainly never know my name. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. that Because I'm on purpose, I'm having positive impact in the world. Yeah. And that transformed everything for me. That fall was, at the time, the worst thing that could have happened for me. And afterwards, when I did the work, because that's what it calls you to do, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. But if yeah. somebody had said that to me on the day I'd have fallen, I would have punched him in the nose. Absolutely. It, but later on, certainly with retrospect definitely.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I, thank you for sharing that. I mean, there's so many, everyone listening, I'm sure there's, there's, there's so much to take in from that and certainly some powerful lessons to, to learn and ponder. Um, and I, I, I have to say more first and foremost, thank you for, for, you know, taking that situation and, and making that decision you had mentioned you had three choices to make. Uh, I'm grateful for sure. Uh, that you made that third choice and and are continuing today so many years later to do the work that you're doing today and uh, and have having impacted God at this point countless you know people that are alive and and grandchildren and great grandchildren <laughs> to come I'm sure we can That's get exponential kind. with this conversation uh, for certain so uh, thank you so much Dove I, I can't think of a better way to to, to peak this uh, wonderful conversation I've enjoyed so much than than to than right there uh so the the, of course the most important question i can ask not for myself but for everyone who's listening is is for people that uh are listening right now and and i'm sure they want to to learn more about your world and what you do uh, please let us know how to find you quickly so people can continue their conversation with you by the way make sure you let them know about your podcast Uh, because it is a a powerful podcast. For everyone that's listening, I'm going to let Dove tell you what his podcast is with an order of go subscribe right now. Uh, It is (laughs) is a life-changing conversation with some really wonderful people, uh, including Dove, uh, but many amazing guests that he has. So with that, Dove, please let us know.
1: Thank you, Aaron. That's very kind. Um, You can find out more about all of those things at full Montyleadership.com You can click on podcasts and you'll get access to the podcast as Aaron said it is the leadership and loyalty podcast It's not just about leadership and loyalty Uh, Leadership and loyalty (laughs) podcast. Uh, It's the number one podcast in the world for fortune 500 listeners Uh, Inc.com made it the number one podcast to listen to to make you a better leader We've had all kinds of beautiful accolades and we also go out through traditional radio stations across the United States and um, I have my own Roku channel, and it's sort of somewhere around about 800,000 streams a month. So it's a pretty popular show, and I, I encourage you, as Aaron said, please, I'd love you to go um, listen, review, and subscribe to it. Um, you can find my blog also on fullmontyleadership.com. It's under Icons. As I said, there's over four, 500 articles on there. You can find out. Can find me on uh, YouTube, Dove Baron Full Monty Leadership on uh, LinkedIn, Dove Baron D O V B A R O N, Twitter at the Dove Baron, uh, Instagram Dove Baron Leadership. So all the usual places. Google me, you'll find me all over the place. Uh, I write for Entrepreneur and a bunch of other magazines. Yeah. but here's the thing: if you I honestly, as Aaron said, I've had a podcast for a long time, 10 years. And I say this at the end of my show, information is worth the hole in the donut. It's transformation only comes from application. So here's the thing I want you to do. And this is important. Aaron's here putting out these shows, finds you great guests, brings those guests on the show to supply you, to give you the insight and the knowledge and the value that you get. You don't pay for that. That's free, but it's not free for Aaron. It costs him his time, his energy, his effort, his commitment. All your things, production, there's, you, there's all kinds of costs you can't even consider. What I want you to do is I want you to go to iTunes. I want you to go to his YouTube channel. I want you to subscribe to his channel. And I want you to thank him for bringing the guests on. And what's more, I'm going to give you this. Because Aaron asked you can get in touch with me. I'm going to—I'm crazy. I'm going to give you my personal email. My personal email is Dov, D-O-V, at dot com. Dov at com. Write to me, CC Aaron, and tell us what you got out of this show, what you're going to do with it, because it's great. They brought you fabulous information, but you got to use it. Yeah. So write to us. Tell us what you're going to do with it. And if I can be of service to you, that also gives you a way to get access to me that you'll jump a line that will probably push you out for about six months to get to connect. But you can jump that line. If I can be of service to you into some way that you would like to work with me, we can talk about that too. But let Aaron know. Rate, review, and subscribe to his show. And I'd love you to do this. I'm on mine. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, though. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you again for being here. and Thank you, everyone, of course, for listening. Uh, I'll make sure I link up all those uh, all those connections, uh, depending on your preference and how you want to get a hold of Dove. I'll link up all up in the show notes at AaronKeithAlkins.com as usual. Uh, if you go to AaronKeithAlkins.com, just type Dove in the search bar, D-O-V. If you don't feel like looking for the link, just use the search bar. Type Dove D-O-V. Uh, that'll bring you to this episode, and you can get all the links to Dove, his his book, his works, his his podcast. Uh, I'll even throw, I'll just make sure I link some of uh, his many articles in there as well, so you can really get uh, beyond what you heard today, Good to get a better idea of what he's about. Um, Dove, I love having you on. Uh, You you instantly struck me as one of those uh, leadership experts who weren't just a leadership expert. You kind of joked, but you're serious about how your show is not just about leadership and loyalty, it's about so many other things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I love the fact that you're a thinker and you're you're always thinking about uh, the humanity behind everything we do. And I have no doubt that's why so many leaders around the world are so enthralled with you do because it is it, it, it's it's a, it's a culture change i know in many organizations that you work in so uh, i recognize that and appreciate it And appreciate you and your work and wish you a massively continued success everybody listening make sure you reach out to dove and thank him as he mentioned earlier personally dove we will definitely uh stay in touch i appreciate your time and i'll speak with you soon my friend thank you so much thank you Thank you again for listening to today's show, and a special thank you to Doug Barron for joining us. Please make sure you reach out and, and thank him for sharing so much with us today. You can get him at fullmonteleadership.com. Uh, and if you haven't yet, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you're welcome to a free copy of my book, Million Dollar Influence, How to Create Life-Changing Connection, Trust and Impact in Your Business and Life. It's all yours, it's sitting and waiting for you. If you just go to aaronkeithhawkins.com, forward slash mdi you can grab a free copy right now uh as you know i I appreciate each and every one of you for listening uh i I always enjoy uh, sharing these thoughts with you sharing these guests with you and i appreciate you subscribing and rating and reviewing this show and i can't wait to see you next time and until then Please make sure you're taking care of yourself, take care of each other, and keep on creating the best life of your life. I'm Aaron Keith Hawkins, and I will talk to you soon.